Welcome back to Ice Bath Sports. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And Matt, we're coming off a uh, a weird week of football. Had some injuries. Um, got some got some guys coming out with some big games that kind of unlikely unlikely heroes for teams. Yeah. Um, we'll start it off with Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean the unimaginable happened this past Sunday to the 49ers. Uh, they're more than serviceable backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot. Um, some could argue that he was the starter. Uh, yeah, Lance, I, I would be up. one that could argue that. <laughs> weird weird uh, dynamic there, but he broke his foot uh, regardless. And this thrusts Mr. Relevant himself, rookie Brock Purdy, into a starting role with the once championship caliber team. Uh, I think it's safe to say that their Super Bowl aspirations are starting to dwindle now. The third string, seventh round pick rookie is starting for another quarterback. I don't know. I mean, this team can't catch a break. Yeah, but at the same time, they, they still won that game against a really good Miami team. Brock right. Purdy looked good. Um, and I don't think, like, they don't have to rely on a quarterback in this offense. You have Christian McCaffrey. He could be a guy that you check the ball down to and get the ball in his hands as, as a running back. Um, you've got you've got playmakers on offense, and you've got a top defense. Yeah, I mean, between the run game and the defense, I could see them that carrying them through the playoffs. You've seen crazier things happen. but Oh, yeah. Um, Brock Purdy just needs to be a game manager. My concern is whenever a backup quarterback steps in, they always perform well at first. They do. Because there's no film on them, and the game plan on for the defense is not for that quarterback. It's for whoever was initially starting. So I think now that there is a little film on Brock Purdy, um, we could see him take a you know a sharp decline. I mean, he was, you know, what, the 255th pick in the draft? Yeah. For a reason. Uh, yes. I, th- I don't know. I liked him out of college. Um, he... Showed some flashes, and he showed some flashes in this game against Miami. There was this one throw that he made into, it was a double coverage, into double coverage. I think it was to Kittle. Um, and, I, I mean, he just looked, he, he was good enough. I mean, he has a great supporting cast around him, for that, sure. That is the thing. He's like, if you if you have a Mr. Irrelevant coming in, a third-string quarterback coming into any offense, I think you'd want it to be on this 49ers offense. Right. I mean, it's it's. I think it's going to be interesting seeing what they do going forward, um, because it, I'm not sure how serious the Jimmy Garoppolo injury is. They said he broke his foot, but it's not um, uh, the the super serious. Yeah, I can't I can't pronounce it, but the one that uh, Derrick Henry had. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So somebody else had it too. I'm I'm blanking on their name, but it, he avoided like major concern if it, if it was that particular yeah. tendon, right? Right. Um. But, I don't know, it's, it's going to be really, really intriguing to see what happens with this 49ers team because you have everything in place for them to go on a bit of a run except for one of the most pos- important positions on offense. Well, the thing is, is there a shot that Jimmy G comes back for the playoffs? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, mean, I mean, dude broke way, his foot. You, yeah, but the way people recover from these kinds of things nowadays, yeah. like a broken foot's like nothing at this point, right? Yeah, yeah like, maybe maybe you, you throw a, a plate in there and a couple screws yeah. and, you know, Just throw them throw in there. Throw out there with like a boot on. Yeah, yeah, I, maybe. I could I could see it. Um, I could see. The, the thing is, Jimmy G, if if he is able to do that, it'll be on himself. Like, he'll, he'll be pushing himself to get back. Right, and, and as he should, because you have Trey Lance coming back next year. Jimmy G is was playing for a, a job this season, you know, a starting job. Um, I think he did enough to earn it. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's slightly above average. I just, I don't think any team is looking at him like 
this is the guy we want to build a franchise around. He's getting up there I in agree. age. I agree. Yeah, he's what, like 30, 30 31? But, yeah. but at the same time, like, he knows how to win games. And, he does. And he I think a lot to... of that comes down to the cast around him, the coaching and the team around him. But he's, like, he's the perfect quarterback for San Fran. Well, look at uh, the playoffs last year. He also knows how to lose games. Yeah. He, he doesn't have that, I mean, that ice in his veins, in my opinion. I don't think he has that clutch factor. I think he's a more than serviceable quarterback. I think he's the perfect bridge quarterback. He's exactly what we want. If you're bringing in a rookie, you need to groom the rookie a little bit. Like, maybe if a team's going after Anthony Richardson, who just declared for the draft, I think maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is the type of guy you bring in to help coach him up. And, you know, while, while he develops behind the scenes, you know, you uh, you throw Jimmy G in there. But I don't see Jimmy G as somebody that's going to go and, you know, win you the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. I I I guess we'll see what happens here in San Fran. I I I would expect him to be out for the year. I don't I don't think he comes back for yeah. the playoffs and we'll see what they do. I know Baker was waived, but I don't think I don't think the 49ers are a team that'll go out and claim Baker Mayfield. Probably not. I think they're a team that'll rock with Brock Purdy. I know they signed Josh Johnson. Um Oh, yeah. <laughs> which wow. Does he make another appearance somewhere every year? It, it seems like he gets a start. It's the never-ending cycle of Josh Johnson. He's what, 36 now. He's he's, he's old. There. He's old and he's, he's played on, on like, almost every team. Yeah, he's played on like 14 different teams. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Um what was unreal as well, uh, A.J. Brown's revenge game. Yeah. I mean, A.J. Brown has come out and said that he had the Eagles and Titans game circled on his calendar ever since he was traded to the Titans, uh, uh, from the Titans to the Eagles for a first-round pick. Um, he did not disappoint. No. Brown had eight catches, 119 yards, and two tutties against his former team. Uh, this was a statement game. I, I also think Brown and I Eagles. think this trade is the reason why the the Titans just fired their GM today. Probably, yeah. I, I think it comes down to the fact that you trade away a guy like AJ Brown, who's a top five receiver in the game, mm-hmm. and he just goes top, out top a, ten. I don't know. I don't know if I'd throw him in the top five after quite this yet. year. After this year, I'd put him top five. I, he's been unreal. Yeah. Um. Well, but I mean, I mean you got, you got guys it, like Devontae Adams. Yeah, it's, you got de- it's debatable. Hill. Um, Top 10 for sure. Yeah. We can 100%. agree on that. But yeah, I mean, you go out there, you trade away this guy, and he comes up and puts up eight catches, 119, and two touchdowns against you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think that might have been part of the reason why they fired their, their general manager. Um, I mean, because you're, what, seven and five? Yeah. They're, they're, you're, on you're, the you're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going they're to win that division. division. So. Yeah, it was just a little weird. I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, I mean, again, this was a statement game, though. Mm, for, I mean, 100%. obviously obviously for A.J. Brown, but also the Eagles. Because um, I personally, I thought the Eagles were going to struggle, uh, especially against Derrick Henry. But with Jordan Davis back, the Eagles' defense looked unreal. Yeah, they looked really good, especially against the run, which we talk, we've talked yeah. about the last couple of weeks, how it's been terrible. Right. So they've been, like, there's no other way to put it. They were terrible against the run the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they, uh, they have been really bad against the run uh but then they only allow they go and only allow 10 points here and they put up 35 which i mean titans have had a pretty solid defense mike Vrabel is a, a really good coach uh and this team is really well coached um eagles move up to 11 and 1 on the season and uh i mean they, they got to be super bowl favorites right now right uh maybe I mean, now you have no San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They, they're they probably the favorite out of the NFC at this point. 
Right, but I mean, the, the Chiefs look beatable now that they lost the, the Cincinnati, which well, that, Cincinnati just has their number, man. They do. <laughs> I mean, this Sunday marked the third time in <laughs> uh, in 2022 that the Bengals beat the Chiefs. They yeah. won late last season. Yeah, they beat KC again in the playoffs. Yeah. And then on Sunday, the Bengals went and once again proved dominant over the Chiefs. Since he won 27-24, to and what was it? A phenomenal game. It was a really good game. <clears throat> I mean, Joey B owns Mahomes, apparently. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, and, but you know what? This is a great rivalry that we have the honor of watching for probably, like, the next decade. Well, the thing is, like, I honestly believe that since he has the best offense in the league, if their O-line could hold up. In which which they did against KC and they showed that right. Uh, you're, well, KC you're, doesn't have the most stellar pass rush. No, they 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 don't. But the the Bengals just I mean their backup running back just had over 155 total yards. Yeah, their backup running back has been unreal. Samaj P. Ryan, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a stud. But like even if if Mixon comes back, like Piron's got a he's got to be getting more touches in yeah. this offense instead of more like it was like an 85-15 split. Between uh, probably look at seventy thirty. Yeah, I would say it's it's got to be at this point. You're, you're probably using P Ryan as your third down pass catching back type deal. P Ryan, uh, I believe he had more he had more touches than what Mixon gets when in, in a normal start. So I mean, they're showing faith in him. They That's like in him. a huge game yeah. too. Yeah, it's not like they're playing a slouch of a team. They're playing KC. Right. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely going to be used more as like that their gadget guy now coming in and and you know. Bring him in on, like I said, third down. He's a major threat in the passing game. Yeah, give give Mixon a, a little bit of a rest, a, a breather, and and that's good on Mixon because Huge. you don't you don't want to run Mixon to the ground, especially I mean, going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's bad for fantasy owners because you're losing that that yeah. receiving uh, upside that that Mixon had, but uh, I I don't know. I I think that this is a really good. Um, Really, really, really good for uh, the Bengals. Well, I'd like forward. to counter that real quick. It's just because, like, if I'm if I'm sitting there looking to draft Mixon, I wasn't going to draft him for the receiving upside. I think that was just a huge bonus this year at the start of the year. Yeah. <clears throat> Mixon was never really that guy that was getting a ton of a ton of receptions out of the backfield. Well, that was just because of the offensive game plan. Right. Right. But um, this this year it was kind of scripted well to where if you have Mixon in a PPR league, you're sitting pretty until now. Right. I mean, Samaj P. Ryan looks like yeah. he could just take over the receiving role, and you you run Mixon out of the backfield and as, in a, as a true running back. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this offense is so much more dynamic with Samaj P. Ryan too. Uh, it just opens up a lot in the run game for Joe Mixon. I just think this offense, if uh, if the O line stays healthy and the O line could, you know, really improve because they started off slow, but they're they're looking good. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when uh, Pierre was drafted to Washington, mm-hmm. and people thought like, "Hey, he could be the next guy." Because I mean, what 2017? He had 175 carries, 600 yards, um, and then in the receiving game, he had another 22 catches for 180 yards. Yeah. Um, so like he was utilized pretty similarly in Washington, and they they go and the, they don't use him the next year. They get rid of him. And he comes into Cincinnati and. He's been kind of like just a depth guy, and then all of a sudden now, he's he's showing up. He had a game in college in 2014 where he ran for 427 yards. Wow. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, I, I mean I mean he's got he's a, he's an explosive back. Yeah. And but he's I mean he's a he's a backup, but he's at this point one of the best backups in the league. Yeah. I I don't think you could put it any other way. I I I'd, I'd kill to have a guy like Piron in Philly. 
Because you have you have Kenneth uh, Gainwell right now. You have uh, Boston Scott, who are both just guys. They are. You know, and guys. even Miles Sanders is just kind of a, a guy, and he's not the most the best pass catcher. I'd kill for a guy like P. Ryan who can come in. I think a lot of teams would kill for a guy like P. Right, Ryan. Right, right. Come in and be a change of pace back. Yeah. He, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see next year him having, like, Naheim Hines-type uh, value. I, yeah, I could see it. Cause, but, I mean, like, even, even moving forward in fantasy this season – when Mixon's playing, I still think Samaje Pirine is a guy that you could start at flex. Well, that's what that's why I said yeah. Naheim Hines type value because I mean Hines that with that PPR upside, I mean he can get you ten points a game. Right, just a couple catches out of the backfield, give him a couple carries. I think Pirine's in that same situation. One hundred percent agree. Um, you know who's not in a good situation right now? Deshaun Watson. Yikes, he's looking washed. So. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson sucked against the worst team in football. Like the Texans are the worst team in football. We, yeah, I don't think there's really any debate there. Well, because it's almost like every other team has started to become more competitive. Yeah. You got the Lions, you got the Panthers, yep. uh, t- teams that we even the Bears. I mean, uh, even the Steelers. The Steelers, they're 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 all really competitive, and then you got Houston, who's what one eight and one one or something like that. They're like one ten one ten and one. I don't know. They have one win yeah. and a tie. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. But Deshaun Watson, you look terrible against them. And I don't know about you. I think we're on the same page here. I am praying on this man's downfall. And, man, did he look bad. He went 12 of 22, 131, no scores in a pick. And I just hope to see more of this. I want Jacoby back in there. Yeah, I think it's wrong because uh, there's there's – being an NFL quarterback, there's only 32 of those jobs out there in, in yes, in the world, and you're gonna go and and give a second opportunity to this guy, who doesn't really deserve it after all the accusations and and the whole situation that he he dealt with. I mean, I if if I'm the NFL, I, I don't see how why they brought him back. Give that opportunity to somebody else who is more deserving of it. You know, I agree. Uh, somebody who who is a stand-up guy like a Jacoby Brissett, who a good lunch pail guy comes in every day and gets the job done. Doesn't matter if he's starting or if he's a backup. Like, look at he he did a good enough job all season. I mean, yeah, their the record doesn't show it, but right. that, that, there's other reasons for that. Yeah, I don't think he's the sole reason. Like, sure, he had he had some good games, he had bad games, but, but he had some really good games. Yeah, yeah, he had some really solid games, but he and he goes and he relinquish, relinquishes that position to Watson when, right as Watson comes back. Like Watson didn't even have to fight for that job. Well, I was just going to say one, Jacoby knew he was losing that job come week thirteen. Right. Two. Deshaun Watson didn't have to prove anything. He just came in after not playing for two which, years and became the starter, which, which doesn't make any sense to me. Wrong, wrong on the Browns organization for that. Yeah, make the guy earn the job because, I mean, you, you come in against the worst team in the league and, mm-hmm. sure, you have a pushover game that you should win 90% of the time at, at this point, but Deshaun Watson looked terrible. Yeah, I mean, 12 for 22, 131 yards, no scores, an interception. <sighs> That's, it's not that's good. Bad. It's that's not bad. good. That's like Kyle Allen numbers. Yeah. Um, His opponent. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into our week fourteen predictions. Uh, last week I went nine five and one. Griffin went eleven three and one. That uh, brings us to a total of you are uh, one fifteen seventy nine and two. I am one twenty one seventy three and two. I have like a what, got 50, you by six by six games now. Fifty eight. 
percent, you know, hey, it's, it's respectable. It's all right. It's okay. Um, got a so, bunch of buys this week. We got uh, six teams on a buy this week: Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, and Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's kick it off. Uh, Thursday night, we got Vegas at the Rams. I got to go Vegas. I Me mean, too. Josh Jacobs has been unreal lately. Uh, Josh McDaniels has looked improved as a coach. Not great, improved, and he's really just been letting Josh Jacobs run this offense. And you have to. I, he's looked so good this year. Which, which you, opens you, up the passing game. Right. And, I mean, Devontae Adams just had a huge game, too. Because Josh, because Jacobs, Josh Jacobs opens up the passing yeah. game yep. with the run game. 100%. Yeah, uh, give me Vegas here. I think they win by a couple scores. The Rams, I mean, you got... You got uh, Nothing. Stafford's out for the season with a, a neck injury. Yep. Um, you know, Cooper Cup's probably out for the year. Allen Robinson's out for the year. Yeah, I mean, some of your your best players are, are out. Um, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Donald retires at the end of this season. Yeah. But uh, give me give me Vegas in what should be quite an upset. But it will be interesting. I did see rumors of uh, possibly Baker being claimed by the Rams um, for the rest of the season. I guess we'll see there. But thrilling. Yeah. You know, I, I I'd be interested to watch. It's, just, it's a Thursday night game. I, you know, what? It's, it's a Thursday night game. game. Yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, your Jets are in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo here. Um, I'm surprised at that pick. You know, it's, you've been it, riding riding high. And with I, I still am, but at the same time, we already beat Buffalo, and we're we're going into Buffalo now. I just it feels like a a series that we uh, we split this year. I'm with you. And going into the season, I thought we we're gonna get easily swept. And I said it last time we played Buffalo. I said we might lose by 40 points, and we somehow won that game. I just don't see them uh, winning this one. I think it will be a close game, um, but I think Buffalo wins. Uh, I'm going to go with 24-17. I can see it. I was thinking like 24-20. So. Yeah. If they even score that much. I mean, I think this is going to be a highly defensive game. It could be. I Yeah, I can I'm, see that I'm also well. going Buffalo. Yep. Uh, just – Obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Mm. I yeah. I'm I'm rocking Cincy here. I'm How too. can I not? After, after a big win against the Chiefs. Yeah, and you're facing Deshaun Watson. It should be a blowout. It's if not Deshaun, going to be. It's it, not going to I be. know. It, it should be though. If Deshaun plays like he did against Houston, Cincy blows him out. Though. I think this is going to be a really good game though. I I disagree. I I don't think this is a blowout at all. I think. I think Watson fixes some of his mistakes, but I think that Stefanski being a pretty solid head coach is going to sit down and, and game plan to just run the ball down Cincy's throats. I think this is kind of this is a statement game for Cincy's O line. You're going up against yeah. Miles Garrett. No, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, Cleveland has a decent pass rush. Yeah. Be- better than KC does. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I have Cincy edging them out. Yeah, I got Cincy as well. Got Houston at Dallas. Uh, Do we need to talk about this? No, Dallas. Dallas just put up 54 on Indianapolis. Yeah. Dallas. Dallas. Minnesota at Detroit. Um, I think this will be a close game. I think this will be a close, Very, high-scoring game. I could see that. I think it's going to be a shootout. I could see that. Kirk Cousins is going to go for four touchdowns. And Jared Goff is throwing for 380. But give me yep. Minnesota in a high-scoring, close, yeah. close game. because nobody's covering Justin Jefferson. Give me Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, even, like, watching him against the uh, the Jets, sure, he didn't he didn't put up big numbers. He had the score. Mm-hmm. Um, 
first half he looked unguardable. Second half they kind of shut him down. Right. But uh, watching him on the field, he's just a difference maker out there. Yes. Um, I I still do not believe Minnesota is a very strong team. Um, but at the same time, they are ten and two though. They are. I just I I feel like they they play to their competition. They they find ways to let these teams back into games. And that's what that's what scares me about a team that should be should be better. Yeah, not record wise, but like I mean, it just, what, what scares me is their defense. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm still rocking Minnesota. Me as well. Uh, Jacksonville's in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm gonna rock with Tennessee here. Tennessee's coming off a a, a huge loss to Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacksonville. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is beat up. He might not play. I know that's the thing. But I, yeah, I gotta. Go Tennessee. I'm rocking Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry has a couple scores in this one in a bounce back game. Speaking of Philly, at the Giants, win clinches the division. Yeah, which uh, would be very big this early in the season already. I don't know. I don't know how I should feel about this game. Should I be worried? Because I'm not at all. I think Philly absolutely crushes them. After seeing what we just did to Tennessee, the fact that we can shut down the run in Derrick Henry, I, if we can shut down Saquon Barkley – there's no way Daniel Jones is passing on Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Um, and I don't think anybody in their, their secondary is covering Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. I love Philly here. Give me Philly by 20. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm rocking Philly as well. I'm going Philly. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Um, the Giants just find ways to stay into games. They do. They're just one of those teams this year that, like, I, we've talked about it before. I just don't feel like they're a team that'll get blown out, and they're not a team that's going to blow anybody out. Um, I like Philly by a score here. Right, but Giants have a lot of injuries. I know they're getting healthier. Yeah, they do. But their their injury their secondary is really banged up, and uh, so is their receiving core. Yeah, the receiving core is really banged up. I'm still rocking. I'm going Philly by a score. Okay. I All think right. Philly's be- a better team by far, but uh, Philly's best team in the NFC. Especially now that Jimmy G's down. I agree. I could agree with that. Um, next up, we have Baltimore at Pitt. Now, we, we have different picks here. We do. I'm going to rock with Pitt. No Lamar Jackson. Pitt at home. Um, we, we have differing opinions on Tyler Huntley. I think Pitt wins this game by double digits. Really? Yeah. I think Baltimore wins this game by a field goal. Uh, I think Tyler Huntley is probably not the best backup, but he is the perfect backup for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and this Ravens offense because he's a great fit because he's just a mini Lamar Jackson. I, I completely agree there. And uh, I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh is going to be able to stop Mark Andrews. I think Andrews has a big game. And See, I don't. Really? I don't. Who's covering Mark Andrews? Somebody will. Minka? Maybe. But Mark Andrews has had a lot of quiet weeks lately. He's due for a big game. Uh, Mark it down. He's going to have two touchdowns. Mm. And I think Tyler Huntley rushes for one. And Tyler Huntley probably also, I'd say he rushes for over 100 yards. I think this is the Kenny Pickett breakout game. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I like Pitt by by double digits in this one with no Lamar. I don't see anything out of that Baltimore team. I'm, I'm just Baltimore. not. I'm just not high on on Huntley at all. Um, sure, Huntley had a really big game against Green Bay last year, yep. but outside of that, I, he's kind of a turnover machine. And I just don't. I don't like. But they have a week to prepare. 
They, they know do. They know Jackson's going to be out. And the thing is, Pitt, you know, you, you don't have a ton of film on Huntley. You've got a good amount, though. You have a decent from last year, but a lot can change in a year. I'd feel more comfortable going into a game against Tyler Huntley than a game against Brock Purdy at this point. As a I, defense, I, as a defense, I disagree because you have to worry. You have to worry about um, stopping the the mobility of Tyler Huntley. You don't have to worry about stopping the mobility of Brock Purdy. But the thing is, you're you were already going into this game. Whether it was I say they're equal passes. Jackson, it, like if if you're going into this game against Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, you're still worried about the the legs. So from a defensive standpoint, looking ahead at this game, maybe from last week, even before the Lamar injury. You're still kind of preparing for the same thing. Right. I don't know. I, I, I just think Pittsburgh has looked a lot better over the last couple of weeks. They, they, ha- they have 100%, and, and having T.J. Watt back has been huge for them. Yes. Um, but Baltimore T- has a— T.J. Watt is him. But he's he's Baltimore, a Baltimore also should be getting J.K. Dobbins back this week. Yeah. Um, so between J.K. Dobbins— discussion. I'm, between I'm JK just not Dobbins, big on Dobbins either. Be- between Dobbins and Huntley and that offensive line— which has been really performing well this and season. They have, they have. Um, I just, I, I like Baltimore a lot. Yeah, Baltimore for me, they, they've just been struggling. It seems like week in and week out, they're they're struggling to find ways to close these games out. Yeah. Um, that's why that's why I'm gonna rock with Pitt here. I'm just, but I what, think is, Pitt has at it home. been Baltimore because Baltimore's defense has been doing their job. Is it Lamar Jackson? The defense really hasn't been doing the job, though. I mean, you look against the game they, against they, Jacksonville; they allowed what twenty nine points. But then they go and they they allow nine to Denver. It's Denver, though. I, who's not allowing nine points to Denver? You still got to do it. You still got to go out there and and yeah. stop them. Denver's offense sucks, though. I mean, any Russ given sun- is terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> any given Sunday. Yeah. Um, speaking of Russ, Kansas City at Denver. Give me Kansas City coming off a, a big loss. Yeah. Um, in a bounce back game against Denver, who is just this one's for me. I see being like a thirty-one ten game. I think KC blows them out. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Well, actually, mm, I don't know because I think this is gonna be a low scoring game. I don't because well, I I think it'll be low scoring for Denver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just Pat Sertain's been really good. Denver's D has been looking really, really, really solid. Yeah, um, I I, I just mean think that's KC's... that's been the brightest aspect of their season is their defense. Casey's just so they're such an overpowered team. Like I, I know they're coming off a tough loss, but they yeah. still got to be one of the favorites at this point. And yeah, I mean I'm still going KC. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to be a, a absolute blowout. Yeah, I got a KC blowout. We got um, Tampa at San Francisco. Yeah, Brady pulled one out last night. He did. Uh with seconds left. Yeah, was it like 8 seconds left? Yep, and he scores and does Brady like things. And they beat the Saints. Saints now hold the number five overall pick in the draft this season today. But that pick could actually go to Philly. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That, the Saints. The Saints are a disaster. Um, um, Tampa. So yeah, Tampa. San Fran. We're different here too. Yeah. You're you're a lot higher in San Fran with Brock Purdy than I am. Mm-hmm. I I think Brock Purdy really takes them down a notch, uh, and and halts this this offense. My issue with Tampa Bay. Is that in the games that I've watched them, they just start out so slow. They do. And I also have a lot of faith in the San Fran defense. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, uh, like, if they could make a couple stops early on, 
I just don't think the offense is going to be terrible. Like, I think Brock Purdy is going to be a serviceable starter. I think C-Mac has a huge game. I think this is going to be a really close game, but I think Tampa Bay edges it out. Okay. I just, I, I, when I look at a close game and a coin flip of, like, I'm not sure who to go, I tend to lean towards the better quarterback. And Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady, it's not even a question. Yeah, see, this one, I'm just, I'm, I'm leaning towards the better defense on this one. I'm just going to rock with San Fran. Um, yeah. Brady has struggled against good defenses this year. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, I mean, you have great reasoning. Um, I, I do believe it'll be a very close game, though. Yeah, I, I think it's like, a I think flip. it's a field goal game. Yeah, 100%. It's a coin flip for sure. Uh, Carolina at Seattle. Yeah, I got Seattle blowing them out. I don't see this one being close. I think Geno Smith has a huge day. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carolina's been competitive, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I got to go Seattle. Yeah, I like a big game out of Tyler Lockett, too. Oh, I'd love that. I own him in fantasy a yeah, couple leagues. Yeah, I, I need it. Um, Miami at the Chargers. This should be a good game because should be Char- a really good game. Chargers tend to play the level of competition. They do. Their level of competition, you know. And we've got the storyline. We got Tua versus Herbert. Right. Um, it's going to be talked about all week. Yeah. And uh, I've got my opinions on that. I know uh, some of my friends have some differing opinions. Um, I will just say, if Justin Herbert was in that Miami offense, he'd be breaking every passing record. Um, I'm going to go with Miami in this one, though, because that offense is so explosive. You get you give. I mean, even if you keep Justin Herbert in, you know, uh, the offense he's in right now with Keenan Allen, a healthy Mike Williams, but you just replace the coach with Mike McDaniel's. Mm. He's he's breaking every passer record. I can see that too. I I, I, I think, think Herbert Herbert's a victim of bad coaching. He's a victim of bad coaching and in, in an organization that hasn't done anything to improve the team around him. Well, sure, you've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and you've got Austin Eckler, who's a great receiving back. But they've just whiffed uh, in their drafts. They have. I mean, take a guy like Josh Palmer, who's had a couple flashes this year, but he's not anything like they thought he was going to be. Keenan Allen can't really stay healthy. Mike Williams can't really stay healthy right now. Well, I think Keenan Allen can stay, you know, somewhat healthy. He just, you know, this was like the first year where he's had, you know, an injury in a couple of years. Um, he, he's had a, a good stretch, but it's Mike Williams that can't stay healthy. It saves yeah, life. Um, I got to go Miami here. Yeah. I, yeah. All that talk for Herbert. I'm going Miami. Um, I, I just think Miami's the better team overall. Chargers are what, six and six. They, they have not impressed me. They play to their level of competition, yes, but they're still losing these games. Yeah. You I lose a big game to the Kansas City, lose a big game to Vegas. Like, I just, after two losses like that, I, I can't see taking the Chargers here against a, a Miami team that's coming off a loss. I 100% agree. I think all around Miami's just got the better team. Yep. And the the offense is going to, they'll step it up. The, uh, the Chargers defense is not as good as San Fran's. Um, I chalked that that tough game up to the San Fran defense just playing outplaying Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you got to get the ball in Jeff Wilson's hands. He had I think one carry the entire game. Um, you got to rely on him and Mostert develop get, get the run going, and then it's going to open up plays in the in the passing game for Hill and Waddle. Um, I just think Miami's a better team. I'm going Miami here. Yep. Uh, New England at Arizona on Monday night. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Arizona. I like New England because I don't think Arizona's offensive line is stopping Matt Judon. And Matt Judon mm-hmm. has been that much of a, a X factor on he defense has. for the, the Patriots. I agree. And he's a real game wrecker. 
he's really good. And I just I don't think Arizona's offensive line's all that great. Kyler Murray is just really, really, really inconsistent. Um, I don't have much faith in Arizona. I gotta go to England. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Arizona at home. Um I just I, I think uh Byron Murphy's gonna have a big game. And I think the Arizona secondary is a lot better than people give them credit. And I think the I think uh hmm, it's gonna be a tough day for the New England receivers, I think. Um, I don't. I don't think they're going to rely on their receiving core, though. I think it's they're going to be run heavy. They, yeah, they probably will. What New England's going to do is they're going to tear down Arizona's defense by keeping the you know a uh, high possession of the ball and just giving Arizona's offense as little time as possible. See, but the the thing is, I thought that's how no, they were going to like. I thought that's how they were going to play against Buffalo, and it was quite the opposite. But Buffalo is a lot better of an offense than Arizona. They do. Josh Allen's a better quarterback than no, Kyler but, Murray. Yeah, no, I I completely agree there. But I did think New England was going to try to take control of that game on the ground, and it was really Buffalo that was doing that. Yeah, but I I don't think Arizona's just able to do that. I I don't. Again, I think. I think Matt Judon is going to be a really game wrecker here. I could see it. Yeah, I'm still going to rock with Arizona in a close one. Just because they're home. That's kind of my reasoning behind that pick. That wraps up our week, uh, what, 14 picks? Yeah. Wow, week 14. Crazy. I can't believe it's already week 14. Uh, we'll hop into the waiver wire watch. Yep. It's uh, the last week before fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. This is a this is a big week for for waivers because yeah no this could really solidify your team and a lot of, a lot of teams on buys this week so you got to fill up some slots yeah we just we went over it. we've got too. six yeah. we've got six teams on buys and you've got injuries mm-hmm. there's a lot to deal with going into these playoffs if you're fighting for a playoff spot you've got to nail it on waivers this week if and, you've got bye weeks or injuries and the thing is the waiver wire is not it's, looking too beefy it's thin I was I was looking in all my leagues and. Yeah. Uh, it's not much there, um, um, but we we do have some guys that they're probably that could be out there. Uh, yeah, this first waiver wire yeah. pickup is something that I advise you pick up with caution. Mm. Uh, he's recently sustained an ankle injury. This player is DJ Dallas. With Kenneth Walker going down with an apparent foot injury and his return still unknown, it would be smart to add his backup. Uh, the only problem is that both of his backups are hurt in Travis Homer <laughs> and DJ Dallas. From my understanding, Dallas looks like he would take over uh, most of Kenny Dubs' duties at running back, but he is, again, banged up and might not play. It's You're taking a coin flip here, but you have to if you're fighting for Every it. single running back in this offense is hurt. So Right. I mean, this is a situation to monitor, but if Dallas does play, I have him as a solid running back two option against the Panthers. Yeah. And uh, DJ Dallas, good old double D, is available in almost all leagues and definitely yeah, worth pick up consideration. He's rostered in 5% of sleeper leagues, so, I mean, he's he's probably out there. Yeah. Uh, next back, we've got James Cook. He I led, love me some James Cook. Yeah, he's he's finally starting to get more opportunity in this mm-hmm. offense. He led the Bills in rushing with 64 yards on 14 carries. He outcarried uh, Singletary by one and had four more targets in the passing game. He brought in six catches for 41 yards against a tough run defense in New England. Um, he's likely going to see more work moving forward. Like I said, it could definitely be a strong flex play. If you have people on bye weeks or injuries that have come up, he's only rostered in 33% of sleeper leagues. And I think this workload last week against new England is something to look, look out for moving forward. I think cook ends up taking over this backfield. Well, you look at Buffalo's backfield and Devin Singletary is a free agent after this year. So are you going to use him? 
are you going to try to get some reps to your young guy who arguably is more talented than Devin Singletary and, you know, give, give Cook and, and Naheem Hines a majority of the, the workload? Well, I think they've done a really good job of easing Cook into this offense. And they have. And what a better offense than Buffalo's to ease a running back into. Right. And I think down the stretch, you've, you've got some, you've got some, uh, I'd, I'd say favorable matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, for Buffalo, you got the Jets this week. You got Miami next week at Chicago, at Cincy, at New England. A lot of those don't have the best run defense. Jets, all right. Miami, all right. Chicago, terrible run terrible. defense. Cincinnati, they've been okay against okay. the run. In New England, they've got a good run defense, but Cook just looked good against them. So, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think uh, Cook is definitely a guy that you look to stash for the playoffs. 100%. And if you're in a keeper league, maybe for next year. Yeah. Um, we have another running back. Actually, all of our waiver wire watches this week are uh, yeah. running backs. Uh, this is a guy that's been on the waiver wire watch before, but he finally had somewhat of a breakout game this past week. It's Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the number one role once again in the backfield. He received 72% of the snaps on offense and got 17 carries for 60 yards and two scores. He's rostered in 55% of sleeper leagues and has been one of the only bright spots in this offense the last few weeks and is definitely worth stashing for, you know, a bye week or just injuries and just I rostering. Agree. Yeah. I was I was waiting for Akers to take back this backfield. Um, I, I mean, they cut Daryl Henderson. He's a guy that I bought I bought into in, uh, in Dynasty. I traded away Michael Thomas for him pretty much straight up. There was a pick involved in there, a late-round pick. But I, I, I picked up Akers and... You know, I've got some guys on bye weeks in a must-win to make the playoffs this week, yeah. and I'm I'm starting Acres. I mean, it's about time. He's the best player on their offense, in my opinion, right now. Right now, 100%. Uh, what, 100%. what does scare me is that they don't have the strongest offensive line. Their offensive line unit has been really, really subpar. Well, it's just scary that the rest of the offense stinks. Yeah, um, and you don't really have any passing threats. Mm-hmm. But um, because of that, I just think volume-based workload, I mean, I think that throws – acres into a potential RB3 I, I agree and then the last one we got once again Bam Knight makes the list Zonovan Bam Knight um, he was the feature back for the Jets uh, in this offense this past week 15 carries 90 yards 5 catches 28 yards he's showing that he could be the number one back in this offense with Mike White at the helm I think he's a perfect back for having Mike White back there he changes up the pace a bit um, he could be used as a check down guy he's only rostered in 50 per- 54% of sleeper leagues. I think he's a must add, even if Michael Carter does play this week. Um, he's definitely carved out a role. 100%. Um, and then some, I've got some honorable mentions for wide receiver because we did only put uh, running backs on there. We yeah. got Donovan Peoples Jones. He's we, rostered in 64% of leagues. We, we mentioned it before in the podcast. We don't really need to go too in depth, but now he has a competent quarterback, I think. Uh, uh, well, I say competent quarterback. Yeah. Just trashing Watson. But, I agree. Um, Somebody, somebody that's going to be a little more pass heavy. Yes. Um, in this offense, I think. Watts, uh, I'm sorry, DPJ benefits from that. I still like uh, Nico Collins. Been putting up double digit fantasy points pretty much week in week out, depending on how your scoring is. I know ours is a little boosted. Did have the yeah. touchdown last week. So like Nico some... Collins only rostered in 39 percent of leagues out there. Good matchup against Dallas. Do you like me some Nico Collins? Yeah. And then DJ Chark coming off a big game, uh, five catches, 98 yards. Um, be a little careful with this one. It's kind of his first big game of the season. They got Jameson Williams. You do have Jameson Williams yeah. back who did absolutely nothing. Um, he had one target 
zero catches, played in eleven percent of snaps. Yeah, tough. Week. Easing, easing him back in though. He'll be yeah, he'll be he's back in. You got Amon Ra in that offense, but in this game against Minnesota, you need a guy to plug in at wide receiver. DJ Chark against one of the be- uh, worst pass defenses in the league. I like that play. Anyways, right. that'll pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's gonna do it. That'll pretty much do it for episode fifteen. Wow. I can't believe it's already 15 episodes. Neither can I. Make sure to check out our uh, new merchandise, the Ice Bath Sports merchandise. You can find that in our link tree. Um, it's in the link tree, and it'll be in the description and the pinned comment. Yep. Um, check us out on social medias at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you can check out the video version of this show, if you're not already, on the Ice Bath Sports podcast YouTube page. We will see you guys next Tuesday. And as always, stay, stay cool. cool.